Hi everybody, how are you? It's another glorious sun mon- Saturday. <laughs> I truly know where I am. Don't worry, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me, I'm fine. Um, I'm a little bit less achy than I was yesterday, uh, which is all good news. Um, seeing the family uh, via Skypey thingy, whatever it's called, Zoom. I think we did a Zoom thing. Um, and that was really nice. We did, um, yeah, the normal family quiz, which I didn't win, but I'm fine about it. You know, I'm having therapy and I'm okay with the fact that I've only won once, but that's okay. The boys did a really terrific round on um, Jurassic Park this time, and that was very good. I did one on nursery rhymes. Um, which was good, was well received. Um, yeah, it was all, it was, uh, it was good. Um, what was the other, what did the other people do? My aunt Tracy, who's just retired, um, she's some sort of incredibly clever scientist person, um, keeps she keeps nobbling me with the the with the numbers because she keeps saying, "Well, this is so." This week was supposed to be on languages or something, and it still turned out to be something to do with geography. Um, you know, where where is this spoken or the other are spoken, and you know, and it, and of course, it's got that's got something to do with geography, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um. And, oh, this is interesting. What do you call one scampi? What do you call one scampi? Yeah, answers on a... I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to answer that. Answers, you're going to send your answers to me. But what do you call one scampi? Because, obviously, scampi is the is the is the plural isn't it so what do you call just one lonely scampi on its own there you go that was one of the questions that she asked you see this is why I end up getting one in her rounds um yeah that was good it's nice um Nice, nice, nice weather. Um, I'm still a bit bruised. I'm still a bit go slow, if I'm honest. Um, I've got to get myself sort of organised for the term. Um, yeah, got to sort my sort my life out, really. Sort my life out, but you know. Um, so at the beginning of. Um, term I'm going to be taking over the year 10s Um, Miss Bidette is going to be taking over the year 8s so I'm sorting all all of that out yeah Um, still carrying on with the year 9s so planning, planning, planning planning, planning, planning all that kind of all of that kind of kaflunky. Um, plus also, 
you know, the boys to think about, um, you know, Sydney's coming home, she's finished uni, so, um, uh, we're gonna go, go grab her, um, because, um, she's on her own, so we can go and grab her now, um, yeah, that'll be cool, and, um, it will be insanity, but there you go, um, all of us together trying to squish in, but it will be lovely, and I can't wait to have her home, um, so, where are we, what are we doing, we are doing Sonnet 63, so let's continue looking at that. Sonnet 63, where have we gone to? Well, because we're Sonnet 62, what was he? Sonnet, come on, work computer. In the Sonnet 62, he was talking about, you know, how he'd been called proud, wasn't he? And then, no, I'm not being proud. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in love with myself. I'm in love with you because actually, remember, we are one. So actually, when I'm being proud and loving myself, actually, I'm loving you. Do you remember that? He was playing prettily with his words. But today, let's think about, let's talk about what he, um, let's see how he is today, sonnet 63, right, got my eyeglasses on so I should be able to see, let's hope there aren't any funny words, against my love shall be as I am now, with time's injurious hand crushed and o'erworn, when hours have drained his blood and filled his brow with lines and wrinkles when his youthful morn hath travelled onto an age is age's steepy night and all those beauties whereof now he's king are vanishing or vanished out of sight stealing away the treasure of his spring for such a time do I now fortify against confounding age's cruel knife that he shall never cut from memory my sweet love's beauty, though my lover's life. His beauty shall in these black lines be seen, and they shall live, and he in them still green. Okay, let's have a look at this. Okay, so we're talking about time again and the ravishes of time. Against my love shall be as I am now with time's injurious hand crushed and o'erworn. 
in anticipation of the time when my love shall be as I am now, crushed and worn out by time's damaging hand. You know, that's quite a, that's quite an image, crushed and damaging hand. When hours have drained his blood and filled his brow with lines and wrinkles. When time has sapped his vigour, his lifeblood, and filled his forehead with wrinkles. When his youthful morn has travelled to an age's steepy night. And all those beauties whereof now he's king are vanishing or vanished out of sight, stealing away the treasure of his spring. When his youthful morning, youthful morning of, you know, like, like in his lifetime, you know, where he is in the lifetime, where his youthful morning has moved on to the difficult night of old age and all those forms of beauty that he now possesses are disappearing or already gone, robbing him of the treasures of his youth. Um... For such a time do I now fortify against confounding age's cruel knife. In that, in anticipation of that time, I am defending myself against the cruel knife of that time that he shall never cut from memory my sweet's love beauty through my lover's life, ensuring that he never cuts from my memory, he being time, never cuts from my memory the beauty of my sweet's loves, even if he takes my lover's life. His beauty uh, yes, my sweet my sweet love's beauty through my lover's life, yes. Um, his beauty shall in these black lines be seen, and they shall live, and he in them still green. My lover's beauty will remain visible in these black lines of poetry and these lines shall survive and he will live on in them still young. Now, number one, the first thing I love, love, I love, I love, I love this bit here. His beauty shall in these black lines be seen and they shall live, and he and them still green. These black lines, he's talking about the ink. These black lines, so the markings in ink. So in the black, his beauty in these black lines. So through the um, ink, just the, the markings in ink, so the words carved out in ink, um, I will be describing his beauty and they shall live and he and his beauty 
will keep him in the greenness of youth. Isn't that glorious? Isn't that wonderful? In these black lines be seen. I think that's amazing. That's just... I think that's fantastic. I think that's just just those two lines, just in those two lines, that just is so evocative and powerful. In his beauty, in these black lines be seen, and they shall live, and he in them still green. That's fantastic. Now, let's go on with everything else. Okay, so... Shakespeare begins with concern that one day his love shall be as he is, old, old and um, crushed and overworn. You know, he's straight into it, crushed and overworn and hours have drained his blood and filled his brow with lines and wrinkles. He doesn't hold back, does he? Um... You know, time has worn him down. Um, and eventually, you know, he knows that the the youthfulness of his um, fair youth will be drained away. And all the beauty that he possesses will fade. And that he will lose it completely. And so in preparation of this Shakespeare vows that he will never forget his love's beauty and that his uh, love's beauty is going to always continue in the lines that he has written in fact um, you know he says um that even when time takes my lover's life, he, you know, he will still be remembered. Against, um, for such a time, against confounding ages, cruel knife, that he should ever cut from memory, my sweet love, though my lover's life my lover's life yeah you know even if he dies even if he takes my lover's life I will always have this memory of my of how beautiful he was um so there is always going to be there is always going to be a memoriam of just a how wonderful and beautiful this fair youth was at this particular time which is fantastic and glorious but this fair youth is never going to be able to be anything other than beautiful at this time do you know what I mean this this person that Shakespeare, you know, loves, 
all he talks about, all Shakespeare talks about, is how beautiful he is. You know, there's nothing about how nice he is. All he talks about is how beautiful he is. Um, like he's a piece of art. And how he's going to, to write about his beauty and he's going to, and how, you know, when, when he gets old, don't worry about it because I will have written about it. And so even when you get old and disgusting, um, you know, and valueless because you're old and disgusting, um, we can remember just how beautiful you were. Well, that's a that's an that's a pretty awful thing to say because you know I would imagine that this person wants to be recognised for more than their beauty. I would imagine that as they grow older. As they grow older, they wouldn't want somebody going around saying, do you know, you used to be really pretty, but look at you now. But don't worry, because I've got a poem about how pretty you were. That's awful. That's awful. Let's let's sit down and read a poem about just how pretty you used to be. I mean, you're really haggard now. But let's sit down and read a poem about just how beautiful you used to be. Do you remember those days? Oh. I'd really seriously punch people in the face if they used to say that to me. You know, if they said that to me. Oh, back in the day, Miss V, you used to be gorgeous. Shall we sit down and read a poem about it? Yes, let's do that, shall we? No, let's not. What about this person's personality? This isn't... This isn't... You know, this isn't a trophy we're talking about. This is a person we're talking about. So, talking about um, you know this person's beauty vanishing. Well, what happens when the beauty vanishes? What's left? There's got to be something else left. If you take away the beauty, what else is left? There's got to be conversation, there's got to be personality, there's got to be sense of humour, something, something's left. And if that's all that Shakespeare's after, no wonder, you know, Fair Youth doesn't want to have anything to do with Shakespeare. Yes, go on then. I'd be the fair youth saying, yes, you go and write poems about me. I'll just be over here with somebody who actually likes my personality. Thank you. So, there you go. Um, yes. So. Um, so. He's, so he's right. I mean, I love, I have to tell you, I absolutely adore 
these his beauty in these black lines be be seen and they shall live and he in them so green i think that's a beautiful piece of writing these black lines be seen it's gorgeous but the fact you know that um you know all that he's interested in is his beauty irritates me immensely You know, you know, if he could, you know, if he could say his personality shall in these black lines be seen, then I'd be so much happier. But they, you know, it's not. What can I do? Um, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Maybe he'll maybe he'll write one tomorrow about his how fantastic his personality is tomorrow. Do you think? We'll see. I think not. So, um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, uh, poem today is by uh, not this, you know the other poem. It's by somebody inconsequential. I don't mean that you know. That, you, is somebody who's not really well known that's what I mean it's very consequential to her husband and their three cats um, but it's not somebody incredibly famous uh, it's by somebody called Gail White and she lives in Bow Bridge in Louisiana in Louisiana in the heart of Cajun country yeehaw um, that's as much as I know about her Oh, no, that's not... I know her cats are called Arthur, Daisy and Pushkin. There you go. Um, but then, you know, sometimes I, 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 like, spend ages talking to you about poems uh, and people. Uh, but I'm not going to do that today. So. Um, so this is about phones. Um, and about how we spend a lot of our times looking down at phones and not communicating. And one of the things, you know, I'm hoping that when we go back to normal, and I'm doing, you know, quotation marks normal, that we spend more time um, communicating with each other, more time with eye contact, because we're, we're going to be so distant in terms of, you know, two metres apart it's going to be really important that we have really good eye contact with each other because that way we're going to really be talking to each other. So this is called The Ballad of Indignation. Okay, and it's by Gail White. Okay, I'm driving through New Mexico, let's say, facing the glories of the setting sun. But just before I get to Santa Fe, there you are, stranger with your ganglion-sized brain and... SUV that weighs a ton, paying no mind to the sunset's glory crown, but knitter nattering 99 to 1. So would you kindly put your cell phone down? I'm dining out, which is the perfect way to make the brain cells sing in unison, relaxing with my Merlot and filet, 
when there you are with that damn cell phone on your ear, discussing how some game's been won, and whether stocks are up or upside down, you're sharing all your life with everyone. So would you kindly put your cell phone down? Haven't you noticed it's a lovely day? The kind that makes you want to jump and run. But even jogging, you can't throw away that cell phone, can you? Why, you've just begun to give your boss a sales plan that will stun competitors and make your rivals drown. Look out, you fool. You're running down a nun. So would you kindly put your cell phone down? Friend, I'm no longer saying this for fun. Road rage has made me rampage through the town. I'm out of Prozac and I have a gun. So would you kindly put your cell phone down? thank you I thank you so yes it's all about you see people who do um hire drama with me I know I ramble on about this but it's all about being present with each other it's all about being in second circle it's all all about witnessing um each other and spending time with each other it's it's about um, you know, being with each other, being alert, um, and actually focusing on each other. And that's what we need to do. We need to get back to our, um, present conversations where we actually talk and hopefully, having been made to be apart from each other we can now see the importance of being together so right um that's my poems for today um i'm hoping that you're okay um stay in apart from when you're out and about and um having some exercise 